Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Greetings, everybody. How is it going out there? A new week, a new episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Welcomed by FXR Racing and Racetech. Thank you for joining me. I am so stoked to be here. A new week, and that means some new shit to talk about. I'm glad that you guys are downloading these episodes, having a good time, learning something, maybe even enjoying my voice. I know it's hard. But thank you for hanging tough with me. And, of course, thank you for supporting our sponsors. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and those crotch rockets. It's easy to see why you guys should be listening and shopping over here at KieferInkTesting.com. That's right. You can go to my site, click on the RMATV banner, and then continue to live your life and do your shopping, and that gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing, but more importantly, lets them know that you actually like this show. <laughs> so thank you for everybody that's been doing that, and if you want a discount, you can go to fxrracing.com, use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 35%. Holy hell, that's a lot of money. No other podcast, not even Steve, is given 35% off on his advertiser advertisements advertisers advertisements that's right 35% off anything fxr related and if you want to get a fxr60 helmet you can hit me up i will get you a code for that as well but we try to take care of you and of course make you look good and those fxr riders especially that's right the club mx guys those guys look real nice race tech just saw checkers over the weekend in denver Checkers is the guy over at Race Tech. So if you want to get some suspension done, um, run that Chris Blose spec on your gas gas, or maybe you got a KTM Husqvarna, same thing. Go to racetech.com and you can use the email sales at racetech.com. Use the code Kiefer and that'll save you some money. And of course, if you want to get your engine a little bit quicker, Andrew over there can handle your head. No problem. You just ship him your head and he will get you down the start straight. With a whole shot. It's not guaranteed. You actually got to get off the gate well, but it will help if Andrew over there at Racetech does your head. And thank you to all of our 2022 sponsors, Rocky Mountain ATV MC, FXR, Racetech, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lip Pro, and of course the guys over at Fastco. Great group of people over there. If you want to get a spoke, torque wrench, handlebars, whatever, these guys have a lot of stuff. You can go check them out and get you a discount code for any one of these advertisers right here. Last but not least, you're a dirt bike rider. You need an MRI occasionally, right? If you're in the Southern California area, Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. If that was too fast for you, just simply email me, and I will get you in contact with any one of these guys on this show, and we're happy to help. All right, so we're going to talk about tires. That's right, rubbers. 
rubbers. Uh, eight different types of tires that I have gone through the past about, mm, I would say, eight months. So this has been a long time coming. Haven't really told a lot of people about this because for whatever reason, when I do let the cat out of the bag on things that I'm doing, I seem to see other <laughs> media outlets doing what I've done. Call it a coincidence. I don't know. Or call it, hey, I want to jump on this before Kiefer does it. I don't know. But I kind of kept this close to my vest and didn't tell a lot of people that I was riding with all these different brands of tires. If you pay close attention to my Instagram, um, you could possibly see different tires on basically my workhorse test bike, which is the Yamaha YZ450. I choose a Yamaha just to do a lot of these types of tests because I know it's durable. I don't have to do a lot of maintenance, and I just hop on and ride and put time on these things. So the criteria for me with these eight tires, and I'll rip them off to you. So we got the Hoosier MX-25, the Maxxis Max Cross ST, Bridgestone X31. That's a new tire. If you guys don't know, Bridgestone came out with a new tire. Pirelli MX32 uh, Mid-Soft, Bridgestone X30 tire, Michelin Starcross 6, Dunlop MX33, and of course, Tusk EMX T35 tires. You guys have been up my ass about the Tusk tires, so been putting time on them. And uh, we have weights, we have prices. I will rip down if these things are good, who they're good for, or if they're pieces of shit. So I am very picky about two things, and we've mentioned this in the podcast before. Handlebar setup, basically my rider triangle, and tires. There's nothing worse than hopping on a bike with a shitty tire because it makes you feel like you cannot ride. No matter what you do, you go into a corner, you never have a good feel. Uh, the front end slips or the rear end just slides when you're coming out, and it just frustrates the hell out of you thinking, it must be me, right? Well, a lot of the times it could be what you're running for tires. There's many other variations to this, suspension setting, sag uh, technique, but a lot of times when people buy cheap tires and they try to learn or ride at their best, that doesn't necessarily correlate to um, getting better. If you're a weekend warrior guy and you're out hammering the trails back east, um, drinking beers with your buddy out west, just hammering whoops and sand and and you don't really care about performance, then you want to go to a, a slightly less expensive tire or a heavier tire, which will offer you less performance and more longevity. And I can preach this as much as I can, and you guys still sometimes don't get it. It is tough, very, very tough to blend a performance-based tire with durability. It, it's almost non-existent. It's a unicorn. You can't find it. You either got to know you want more durable tire, you want a more durable tire, or you want a more performance-based tire. Yes, you can get some durability of some life out of a performance-based tire. But over the what I've learned over the course of these performance-based tires, you know, weaving the longevity inside of them, you're going to get about 10 max 12 hours of use. Uh, that is the criteria for me when I do tire testing is about 10 hours. If I can get longer than 10 to 12 hours without it chunking or just completely being bald and having no traction, that is a win. Don't look for more than that. If you guys are riding, I don't care uh, where you ride. Unless you're just riding pure sand all the time, then yes, of course, you will get more time 
on your rubber and you'll, your tread will last longer. But if you're riding soft to intermediate terrain, 10 to 12 hours on a good performance-based tire is what you're going to get. Now, if you look at your tires and about six hours in they're chunking, then that's a problem. Uh, I know some of you guys have been uh, critical about the MX3S Dunlop tire when they were out. You still get the, the front tire, but that was a pure performance-based tire, and some of you guys were complaining about chunking six to eight hours in, and I'm like, yes, that can happen if you're riding on harder ground, you have the performance-based tire, and you can rip off side knobs fairly easy. So before we continue this podcast, you guys got to understand what type of rider you are. Are you a performance-based rider? Are you more of a durable, slightly less expensive, I don't want to spend a lot of money type of rider? Or, you know, Kiefer, I want both. Well, I'm here to tell you it's very tough to get both. So if you are the guy that sits there and says, yes, I want both, then expect to get 10 to 12 hours out of a normal range tire. We'll discuss that along with these tires here today. So Let's just jump on to the, probably the most anticipated tire that I've seen, of course, over my emails is the Tusk EMX T35 tire. Yes, Rocky Mountain. This is Rocky Mountain's base tire. Um, they have done a lot of testing with this. I've talked to some of the guys at Rocky Mountain, and I've talked to some of these guys that have tested this tire uh, in Utah, in Nevada, in Arizona when they were developing this. And a lot of these guys were telling me, hey, Kiefer, you really got to try this tire. It's actually shocking. And I have... <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. I have never been surprised by a, a cheaper tire. And don't misconstrue when I say cheaper, meaning a hunk of shit. When I say cheaper, that is strictly based on price range, okay? So <laughs> Tusk comes in at 65 bucks for a rear tire and then 52 bucks for a front tire. And I'm rounding up, so I'm not giving you the exact change, but rounding up 65 for a rear, 52 for a front. And man, oh man, I was actually pleasantly surprised. For the first time in my whole time of riding dirt bikes, uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised. Is it as good as a Dunlop MX-33? No. But if you are the guy that goes racing occasionally, and looking for decent grip, okay? I'm not talking about maximum traction 24-7, but if you're looking at uh, a race that you feel like, hey, I, I want to do good, uh, I've been training my butt off, and I just want to go there, do good, and get the best out of what I can do with my tires. Well, the Tusk tire is actually really good, and all of these tires here are soft to intermediate-ish terrain tires that I've been testing. So, um, I will tell you the the EM, EMEXT 35 front is not really good on extreme lean angle when you don't have something to bank off of. So well, I'm a front-end steering guy, so I need a lot of front-end traction. And when I go test these tires, I have a lot of things going through my head. I have a carcass feel. I have braking. I have uh, lean angle traction. And I have forward bite. And also, I think about brake sliding. So in the front tire realm of things, when I go to really lean in, uh, let's say a corner is blown out here on the West Coast, but there's nothing to bank off of at the end, the Tusk tire doesn't shine in that area because it breaks away. But here's the other part of this that you guys need to think about. Every single tire, we're not on spec tires. We're not blessed with spec tires, right? Every single one of these tires have a lean angle point to where it just breaks loose. 
What I don't like about certain tires, and there is a couple in this that will do this, and I'll tell you about them, that they don't give you warning when they're breaking loose. They'll just break break loose. So on a good tire, you will be able to feel when it starts to break loose, and you, as a rider, you'll, get, you'll gain that feeling so you know how much to lean into a corner. The control of the Tusk front tire is actually pretty decent. Granted, I can't lean as far into... Uh, a corner as I can with like a Pirelli MX-32, but at least it gives me consistency to where I know when I'm going to break loose. So if I'm coming into a corner, I need to bank in really quick. The Tusk tire isn't great for that. But if I'm setting up into a rut and I have some traction underneath me, this lean angle is pretty good. So when I ask older riders, and I view the older riders when they ride, they're not coming in like a bat out of hell and leaning into the rut and slamming into the rut. That's more for intermediate to pro type of people. Uh, so the Tusk tires will give you the amount of traction that you're looking for if you're just a standard uh, rider and you're just like, look, man, I just want to get through the weekend. I want to have a good time. I want to have some good rubber underneath me that's going to give me some traction. The Tusk front tire is actually really good. So... Again, consistency in the front tire is excellent on this tire. Uh, the carcass feeling isn't so great. I would say I run a lower pressure in these. I run 12 PSI in moto range. And with these tires, I've ran just standard tubes, so you guys know. Uh, the rear tire gives you good forward bite. I will say traction going up hills, coming out of corners, that is good. The rear tire does have a little um, less lean angle for me consistency than the front tire but nonetheless it doesn't bother me as much because I'm a front end steering guy so if my rear end's slipping a little bit I can control that with my technique or with my throttle hand so I don't mind it so much so overall for the price it's pretty damn good and the longevity of this tire so I ran it up to uh, let me look here 10 10.4 hours is what I put on this tire the knobbies are still intact. Yes, they're rounded down. I would say it still has a little bit of a shelf life left to where I was. I wouldn't be so scared to run it. Uh, I had no pinch flats with the Tusk tires, so for me, uh, this is actually a great buy for sixty-five bucks. You can buy two rears for some of the others that are in this little shootout that we're doing. So buying two T thirty-five tires and having that in your garage versus having one tire. Um, and you're getting pretty good traction, I would say that's a great buy. Um, I will tell you this. As the knobbies go down, uh, the wear gets a little bit more. I would say after about seven hours, so the last three hours of its life with me, they get they did get a little bit less uh, consistent. So I do notice that as the knob wears down, the consistency also wears down. And some of these tires, when the knob wears down, the consistency doesn't wear down as much. So for me, there's... More positives than negatives with the Tusk tire. I do like it. Uh, you have to run a little bit lower pressure because the tires, although, here's the thing. Although the, the carcass feeling is a little bit stiffer, they're actually pretty light. 12.6 pounds for the rear tire, 10.6 pounds for the front. And that is in the ballpark for the upper range of some of these tires that we're going to talk about here on the show. So that is pretty damn good. So you're not getting a lot of unsprung weight, but I feel like the person... That's buying this tire really doesn't give a shit about the weight. Um, that is more for us techie nerds out there that are looking for everything they want, everything they can to gain an advantage on the track. So I will tell you all the weights of these tires, but 
maybe some of you guys don't give a shit. Yes, it does matter in the grand scheme of things for your control of your bike because it's unsprung weight. So when you put a heavier tire on your bike, you can lose a little bit side-to-side movement. It gets a little bit heavier. Uh, for me, the, the, the thing that I know is when I have heavy tires on my bike, I just feel like my suspension becomes a little bit less active and I get less control of my bike when I have heavier tires. So again... That's me. I'm very, very picky, and I can pick up on a lot of shit, so maybe you guys out there will not notice it. I would say probably 80% of you will not notice that. So, again, the T35 tires from Rocky Mountain are pretty damn good, surprisingly for me. Uh, I will be completely honest with you. It took me a long time to agree to test the tire because I was scared that it would be a piece of shit, and I didn't know how to come across on the show or in an article about, hey, man, I'm picky with tires, and this thing was a piece of trash. Uh, but, hey, go to Rocky Mountain anyway and buy them. So pleasantly surprised um, with that. Uh, moving on. So you know what? Actually, this is this brings me to a great point. Some of you guys ask me, hey, Kiefer, what do you do when you do have a product that's shit? Uh, how do you go about at least letting people know about that? So if you guys scroll through my website, kieferinktesting.com, you will not see a lot of shit talking or negative reviews on certain things. Now, you might be sitting here, oh, he's getting paid off. Uh, he's not putting up bad reviews. He's not being honest like he says he is. No, that's wrong. I will tell you this. If I receive something from a company and it is no good, I will try to give them the opportunity to fix the problem. Hey, can we work with this? Do you have anything else? Here's what's going on. And if they go, hey, man, this is what we got. Uh, sorry, don't like it. I am not going to sit there and blow that company out on my website. So what do I do then if the product isn't good and how do I get that across? This is why I have an email. This is why I have chris at kieferinktesting.com. You guys are wondering about something that maybe you haven't seen on my website thinking, hey, I wonder if Kiefer's tested this. I don't see it, so maybe he didn't. Chances are sometimes... I have tested it, and it just didn't work great. So instead of blowing the company out on my website, simply ask me the question in an email, and I will tell you the truth if it's a piece of shit or not. I would rather tell you, you know, I guess I can't say face-to-face, but email-to-email if a product wasn't uh, fared very well by myself in a certain test. I'm still going to tell you the truth, but you're going to have to actually ask me to get the truth out of me. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not in the business to uh, fuck a lot of these companies over. Sure, they're working hard. They're trying to build a product. And I'm not in the business just to trash the people that are don't have the best product. Um, if I test a product and there is downsides to it, I will say that in an article. Um, I will mention that. But most of the time, it's a very fair uh, review where it could be 50-50. It could be 50% it's not good, 50% it's good. I'm not, I'm, you're never going to see an article on my site that's 90% just screw this company. It sucks. You never want to buy it. Stay away from it. I will tell you that through an email personally. So that way it's not just sitting out there for everyone to read. You can tell whoever you want, but I will tell you the honest truth if you ask me directly. Otherwise, um, yeah, I'm just not going to sit here and blow people out on my, on my website. There's just no room for that. We did that sometimes at Dirt Rider. And it's not fair to the person, uh, especially if you don't give them the chance to fix it, which a lot of these other media outlets don't do. They will take the product. Okay, man, 
hey, I'll take your product and test it, and then they'll see the product in the back of the magazine, and it's a negative one-star review or whatever. That's not fair. Give the guy a chance to fix the, the problem if, he, if he's able to. All right, Dunlop MX-33. I mean, let's just face it. You guys know all about this tire. I'm not a huge fan of the front tire. Um, I'm a fan of the MX-3S. We've talked about this. I'm sure Rob Fox from Dunlop and uh, is laughing if he's listening to this. I will recommend going to a Dunlop MX-3S tire. Yes, you will get less life from an MX-3S front tire, but you will be smiling the whole time through with this tire. This tire is still pretty good on hard pack. I prefer this 3S over a 53 even when I'm in hard pack because, again, consistency of my lean angle. I know when it's going to break loose. I know how much I can lean in a rut, out of a rut. I exa- I know exactly what it's going to do, even when it gets worn down. I have ran, if you can, I can get 10 hours out of this front tire. If it's not chunked, it still performs very, you know, pretty well. Uh, the MX-33 front tire now is a little bit less of a lean angle. I do get a little less consistency from it. Uh, the wear is much better. It doesn't wear as quick. Um... And it's also a little bit heavier than the MX-3S. But nonetheless, braking control is good on the MX-33. The carcass is a little bit stiffer feeling than the 3S, but not that much uh, more noticeable. So the only thing that's down is for me is lean angle when I'm going into a corner, that traction. So I don't like area one of the MX-33. Area two and area three is fine, but just that initial lean with the 33 front is not the best um, control that I have felt from other tires. Uh, The MX-3S front is what I would recommend, um, but you will get a longer life with the 33. The rear tire, excellent. Yes, heavier than the MX-3S that you can try to purchase through a Kawasaki OEM dealer. That is, there is a little uh, hidden gem that I've found out if you guys want to try that, but uh, I think pretty much that is going to be the end of the MX-3S rear, at least, uh, end of this year because I'm pretty sure Kawasaki will probably go to a MX-33 uh, OEM tire in 2023. I don't know for sure, but I would assume they would. Um, I hope they don't, but I think they probably will to save some cost, right? So MX-33 rear, awesome, good lean angle traction. I like the lean angle when it's fresh. Even when it's worn down in past eight hours, it's still f- fairly good. Uh, better than the 3S rear when it comes to longevity and life of traction. Uh, bump absorption is pretty damn good for a heavier tire. Also, I can run about 12.5 PSI in the rear and the front 33. If you're on a 3S front, 13.5 is the key. Uh, the rear tire weighs, uh, let's see, 13.4 pounds, which is heavy. Front tire weighs 10.8 pounds, so it is a heavier tire than the Tusk tire. Now, again, chances are you're going to feel that pretty low. But overall, if you want a tire that's built on, that we talked about at the top of the show, the performance and durability aspect of it, and you want the most, I think this tire is the pinnacle of that area. Is it the best traction front tire available? No, we're going to get to that here in a minute, but as far as combined lean angle, longevity, and consistency, it's pretty damn good. So, again, a little bit expensive, 101 for a rear tire, 85 for the front. And these are all prices coming from Rocky Mountain. So I would say if you 
can get a better deal through your local dealer, by, by all means do that. But the pricing for the tires over on Rocky Mountain are pretty competitive and you get it shipped and it's not that much money and it's just easier for me. Like I try to get my buddy, David Martinez, he's, I don't know what his deal is. He goes to these local shops and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't have it in stock and then he's waiting a week and a half to get it in stock. And I'm like, Rocky Mountain has it in stock. All you have to do is push the damn button on Kiefer Inc. testing, go to Rocky Mountain, boom, it gets shipped in two days. Like it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome thing. I know some of us older codgers don't want to do anything different, but there's no problem with going to Rocky Mountain for these tires. All right, new to 2022, Michelin Star Cross 6. Very surprising for me. Heavier tire than the Star Cross 5. Uh, I would say carcass feeling is stiffer on the front and rear than the Star Cross 5. It is stiffer than the MX-33. So in the carcass world, and if you guys don't know what carcass is, I guess I should explain that. I expect you guys to know that, but some of you may not. The carcass is the feel of the tire when it squishes. Uh, slap down landings, uh, squish on square edge, uh, bump absorption around the track. You just know when you have a harder car carcass feel. The tire seems skinnier than the, its actual width. That's when I know I have a hard carcass tire because it just feels firm everywhere and I don't get a lot of feel, um, more deflection than feel and squish than I do with a, with a tire that has a little bit of a softer carcass. The 5 was pretty soft and almost borderline too soft. So they firmed up the carcass, which actually helped the control of the tire on lean angles, which I approve of that. Uh, the rear tire is very good on when you pivot and then you go to get on the gas. So your brake sliding, you go to get on the gas. There's a lot of control in the rear tire there. I do like that. Uh, the downside, again, is just the carcass feel. It will feel stiff. So don't be scared to run 12 to 12.5 PSI. Uh, I went down as far as 11.5 in the rear, and it was good. And I stuck with about 12.5 in the front, uh, even 12 at times when it firms up. Uh, and you have a good tube in there. Uh, so for me, that helps that carcass feel. This does, just like a, I don't know, a new pair of jeans or whatever you get, these tires with stiffer carcasses will break in over time and the carcass will wear down and get softer. Now, depending on the rubber, is how the carcass breaks down, but what it feels like when it does break down. When you have quality rubber, yes, you will feel the carcass gets softer over time, but the control will stay up. This is what I like about the Star Cross 6. It does break in after about four hours. You will feel that carcass break down, and the control actually stays as good for a longer period of time. I know they pitched this whole thing with us when they introduced uh, this tire to us at Paris a couple months ago, and I didn't really know what to think, but after I wrote it, and I put, oh, let's see, 10.6 hours on this tire, uh, I forgot to mention that in the Dunlop, I put 10.4 on the MX-33. So 10.6 hours on the Starcross 6. The wear is excellent. Uh, it does wear down a little bit. Honestly, not as much as the Starcross 5. And the control of the tire as the tread goes down is excellent. So that is something that I noticed that I liked more on the SC6 versus the 5. So that is a plus. Uh, 10.5 pounds on the front tire, 12.3 pounds on the rear tire. 102 bucks for the front, 114 for the rear. So weird for me that it's more expensive than a Dunlop. I can't really put my finger on that or the reasons why, but 
I guess Michelin really thinks they're a premier tire with the Starcross 6, so the cost is a little bit higher. And um, overall, lean angle traction, even without a rut, the front tire is good enough for me. I would say it's around the MX-33 front feel, um, but maybe slightly less lean angle. Um, I do trust it. It took me a little bit of, of a... I don't know, maybe two hours to get used to the feel between the carcass and the lean angle. But overall, decent lean angle traction, great sliding and then a pivoting and accelerating rear traction. I like that. Forward bite is really good. Um, so it's nice to have an option in other tires. You know, Michelin's not active in racing anymore, but these guys still develop decent tires and the Starcross 6 is better than the last version. So you can look into that. Uh, Bridgestone X30, I only had 8.6 hours on this tire. The cost of the tire is actually pretty good. 80 for the front, 95 for the rear. Uh, air pressure at 13 is the optimal air pressure. And the X30 is a unique tire. I know Yamaha had, that, had it on their uh, YZ250F for a while. They moved away from that. I'm sure cost was better on the Bridgestone. Uh, back in the day, man, Bridgestone was an excellent tire. We're going to talk about the X31 in a minute. Um, but the, the 30 for me is just not consistent enough. The wear of this tire, when you wear it past six hours, not any good. It really loses a lot of traction. So I'm not a huge fan of the X30 tire, uh, lean angle for the front. I feel like is as good as the 33 up until around the six hour mark. And then it loses all control. So for me, the load that I can put on this tire is not as good as the load I can put on like a Dunlop MX-33 or even a Starcross 6. So I just felt, I kind of pieced this together in my mind, the reasons why Yamaha went to this X-30 on a YZ250F versus a 450 is because the weight of the bike. Uh, when you have weight of the bike and then you push the tire, it does roll a lot. Even when I do go up in air pressure, then this, it loses its lean angle traction and it doesn't really give me a happy medium of carcass flex while leaning versus going up in air pressure and lean angle traction. So I preferred um, the X31, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But if you guys are looking for a tire that's, you know, God, it's, it's tough for me. If you're a 250F rider, and you want a tire that's pretty good for the first few hours. And I would just look into this tire if you can get... Because when you go to these sometimes sales that you go to Rocky Mountain, it'll be on sale and it'll be really, really cheap. Um, then I would say, yeah, warrants, I would run an X30 on a 250. Even a 252 stroke, I would run it. Uh, when I ran it on the YZ250F, when they come out, I was happy with it for the first three to four hours. And then it just loses consistency. So for me, I wasn't a huge fan of the X30. I like the X20 better, but I didn't have one here to test long enough to uh, give you some feedback. So if it was me, sad to say, I would stay away from the X30 unless you get it for super cheap and you're running it on a 250cc machine or lower. That way, it doesn't squish that carcass so much. You don't have as much weight, and when you push that tire, it won't roll as much because the rear and front do roll a lot. And I go up in air pressure, and then I had to find a happy medium between 13 to 14. 14 was too much. 13 was nice. But then after a certain amount of hours, I just lost lean angle grip and consistency, and it wasn't great. Although I do like – I'm not a big um, 
when I'm on the edges of my tires on throttle, like through a sweeper, it did feel pretty good there. So there was a point where I had some traction and all of a sudden just went away. So if you're going through a sweeper in third gear and you have some rolling whoops, I did like the carcass feel and traction of that. It's just when I go to pivot really hard into a corner and lean, I just didn't have the confidence with the X30 as I did with the X31. So I might as just talk about the X31 as well. But before we talk about the X31, guys, listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run... Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great, keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. 
Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and approved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our advertisers. Now on to the tire comparison, more specifically the X31 Bridgestone. Pricing 85 for the front, rear 100 bucks, so a little bit steeper than the X30, but man, the difference in the tire is a, a lot better. So the X31 front, 
better lean angle traction, more consistent. The wear on the front tire after six hours, and I put 9.2 hours on this, is much better than the X30. So control of the front tire is up. Maybe not quite as good as the MX33, but still pretty close. Um, 13 PSI in that. Uh, the tire weighs 10.4, rear is 11.9. And if you're looking at the X30, rear is 11.8, and the front is 10.4. So it's very close and comparable to each other. But for me, the consistency and the front, just the, the forward traction I get from the rear tire is much better than the 30. Uh, a wider range of tracks. So I have a sand track here close to the house. I go to Glen Helen. I go to State Fair. So I have clay, uh, mixed soft to intermediate dirt at Glen Helen with rocks. And then I have my sand track here close to home, which to me is pretty sandy and uh, has one top section, hill section, that's rough, chugged, clay, and rocky. So really puts the tires to the test up there. The MX-31 just, I had more, I felt like I had more tire contact patch with the front and rear tire versus the MX-30. And when I talk about tire contact patches, the feeling of how wide the, the tire is underneath you. So when I'm riding on, you know, hauling ass, leaning, how much can I lean from side to side? Uh, when I do land off of a hard jump, does the tires feel like they're tall? Or they feel like they're flat. And for me, I like a feeling when they're, I feel like they're very flat. So then I have more consistency. Uh, when I have a, a tire that feels tall, when I go to pivot, I just feel like I have less consistency and it gets really loose really quick. So um, a little bit of a flatter feeling tire is better sensation for me. But also it just gives me a more consistent uh, feel. When you go and you have this feeling as well, I guess I should mention this, when you have that flatter feeling, I've done, I've done some tests in the past where I feel like I have a lot of tire contact patch, which the tire feels flatter. But then as I lean, the consistency felt really um, low and con the consistent you know, lean angle that I can get from time to time differed from corner to corner. It's really puzzled me. So there are a couple types of flat-feeling tires that offer more consistency, but this one, in particular, the X31, had uh, just a, a good tire contact patch feel and gave me the consistency in the lean. Uh, wear life was pretty good. Uh, I did chunk an X31, uh, the only one that I did chunk out of all these tires. So um, going up to the nine-hour mark, I did chunk a rear tire and a knob flew off on the front tire. So... Uh, actually, I take that back. Two knobs flew off on the front tire. One knob flew up on the rear. So if you are a Bridgestone fan, going towards the old school days, if you ask some of the factory riders, Bridgestone was the best spec tire that they've ridden. Uh, this is a better Bridgestone tire, the X31. Not that tough to find. It just came out here recently. Rocky Mountain has them in stock. So, um, so yeah, you might want to take a look at that. 13 PSI, if I didn't mention that already. And uh, if you guys are wondering how I'm going to rank these tires, I'll give you my top three in feeling, and uh, we'll get to that. Pirelli MX32 Midsoft. You guys know I've, I've talked highly of this tire. This is a pure performance-based tire. Longevity is not its strong point. The carcass will break down before the knobs will break down. The Pirelli MX32 Midsoft, if you look on the sidewall of this tire, if you've had it over five hours, uh, you'll see the nylon start wearing through on the sidewall of the tire. 
that means your carcass is breaking down, and pretty damn soon you're just going to feel like you're, it's going to be just like a loose bag of marbles because the carcass is bending and flexing so much. Uh, I don't know if you remember last year, Freddie Norn's tire just kind of flew off of the rim. Uh, the carcass is so soft that it flexes and squishes so much that it can pop itself off the bead. That's, that's never happened to me, but I can see why it would happen on some of these top professionals because they're pushing that tire so much and it could just roll and pop off the bead. But nonetheless, traction is <laughs> its pretty damn good. It's amazing to me how good this front tire is when it's new. This is why I say it's a pure performance-based tire. If you're looking for maximum traction from race to race and you can afford to buy new tires, the Pirelli MX-32 Midsoft is a great tire. Front tire traction, lean angle is superb. It gives you a spec tire-like feel-ish. I want to say ISH-ish. Um, it will have the best overall squish carcass comfort out of all of these tires here. Uh, it weighs 11.5 in the rear, 9.8 in the front, so its weight is down. Unsprung, unsprung weight is down. Uh, 112 bucks for the rear, 88 for the front, so it is a little bit steeper of a of a tire setup. Uh, I run 14 psi in these tires because again, the carcass is very good for comfort, but not so good on lean angle. If you run a low pressure, you will wash out. You will have a vague front end feel. And you're going to hit me up and say, Kiefer, man, you said these tires were good. I'm washing out. Check your tire pressure. Make sure you have a t good tire pressure gauge. That's a whole nother freaking podcast we can talk about is tire gauges. Holy hell. I had six tire gauges and every one was different. And it's somewhere two and a half pounds off. So stick to the tire gauge that you know. I'm going to do an article over on keyforinktesting.com about tire gauges and the one I use that I found the most consistent because I have used some Motion Pro. You know, everyone thinks, oh, Motion Pro. Well, I've used their good tire gauge and wasn't a huge fan of it. It was off. Uh, <laughs> completely honest, I used the cheap plastic Michelin tire gauge for years because it was the most consistent. I had one calibrated a long time ago, a, one, a Motion Pro and had it calibrated, and put the Michelin to test with it, the Michelin was on, on point. Uh, two months later, my Motion Pro started creeping away. I had to get it calibrated again. So find a good tire pressure gauge, the one that you trust. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you which one is the best right now. You guys can decide that for yourself. Um, tire pressure gauges are like religions. There's a whole bunch of them. You just choose which one you feel the best is, and you'll be the best person. <laughs> that is the tire gauge that you go with. But... Pirelli, amazing lean angle traction, great forward bite. This thing, if you don't like a lot of slide in your rear tire, this thing doesn't slide very good. So if you're a rear end steering guy, you probably will not like this tire as much because it doesn't slide. It bites really good in the front tire portion, lean angle part of it. So it's very grabby, like an MX3S Dunlop. So if you don't like that grabby feeling inside ruts, this may not be your jam, but for me, this is my jam. I like a lot of front-end traction. I don't mind if it, if it grabs so hard it could have some oversteer. I can compensate that for my riding style. This thing will just not last that long. I got about eight hours out of it, and that's the max that I could get out of it without this thing just feeling like I got a flat tire. So, And then you go up to 15 pounds, and it just doesn't have the traction. So this is a pure race performance tire. But I'd like to thank Pirelli for making a nice 
performance-based racing tire. It's just not going to last that long. Yeah, just plain and simple. Nylon wears through. Once you start seeing that, the clock is ticking. It's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. It's not going to last very long, so stand by. If you guys are on Pirelli's, go in your garage right now and go look at your rear tire right where the sidewall is and see if you can see the white nylon starting to poke through. If you're over four and a half, five hours, chances are you're going to see it. You won't see it on the front tire until about seven hours. So that doesn't matter because the carcass will wear out. out, You know, on the plus side of things, now that I think of it, it's consistent. Six hours on the front, six hours on the rear, they both start feeling a little bit loose because of the carcass breaks down. You're just going to notice the nylon on the rear more than the front. So at least you got that. At least it's consistent, okay? Maxxis Max Cross ST McGrass. <laughs> McGrass tires. Holy hell. Ah, this is, this is a rough one for me, guys. Look, uh, not a lot of lean angle traction. For the price of 144 bucks for the front and 180 for the rear, it's very, very difficult for me to purchase a set of tires that are not consistent on lean angle. And if there is one place that this tire shines, it's straight line, carcass feel, bump absorption, and traction in the rear. But when you start to lean and the track starts to go away a little bit, it's very, very inconsistent, and it's tough for me to get a hold of my machine with the Max Cross MXST. Uh, 8.6 hours, I was out. That's all I could do. I'm like, I, I got to get these off. Um, if you're looking, I, I don't even know where to rank this thing because they're so expensive and the performance wasn't as good as these others. So I don't know how to word this in the fact like, where should you guys buy this? Why would you buy this? If you guys are sponsored and you can, you know, get fresh tires, no problem. Um, I think this this thing's good. If you're an off-road guy and you're doing straight line stuff, or if you're, uh, and, I'm, and I'm saying West Coast off-road, I feel like these tires would be good. Uh, the plus side, even though I bailed out on it at 8.6 hours, the tread life was up. So there is some positives to this tire. I just think they need to get control of the the tread pattern as well as the lean angle feel of the front and rear tire. I've never felt a front and rear tire in unison, how it's the same. Like, I've sometimes I'm puzzled by this thing. Sometimes I'll have uh, a certain amount of lean angle traction on the front and then a whole different amount of lean angle traction in the rear, and that is very common. With this tire, e the front and rear equally broke away at the same time. And I guess you can say, hey, at least it's consistent, but it was too early. Like, I couldn't lean enough. So... Again, one of those times where I'm kind of puzzled. Of, am I riding wrong? What am I doing? I'm changing air pressure. Uh, I ran 12 PSI is where I felt like the happy medium was. Um, I tried to run up to 13.5. That, that gave me less lean angle traction. I tried to go lower than 12, and that gave me less lean angle traction. So I kept it at 12 PSI, and that's where I have it. It's an expensive tire. I, it, ugh, it's amazing how expensive this is. Uh so 10.6 pounds on the front tire. The rear tire is at 11.9. So again, in the ballpark for the front tire and lighter in the rear. Kind of a different uh, setup for the for the weights as well. So um, also, I've noticed you only can buy a 120, 90, 19. At least that's what I got. And I looked on Rocky Mountain site, and that's all I saw was a 120, 90, 19. 
I apologize if you can get an 80. I didn't have that option. This is what I got. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll look on Rocky Mountain site. And that's all they show is a 120-90-19. So uh, I will research this a little bit more. Maxis, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I didn't get a 120-80-18. This brings me up to a, a great point for the rear tire size. I am mostly for outdoors and West Coast conditions, a 120-90-19 guy. Why? I get more squish. I get a better carcass feel. Yes, the tire is a little bit of uh, a heavier feel, but I do get more comfort on rough tracks with a 120-90-19. You will see a lot of Supercross guys run 120-90-19s in Supercross for the squish and the whoops. Most of everybody, I guess almost besides one guy, and I guess I don't want to mention that, but there's only one guy that doesn't use a 120-90-19 outdoors. One factory guy. He chooses to run a 120-80 for whatever reason, but I didn't really try them that much until this past year, and now that I've been around and I'm using it on this Yamaha, it helps front-end steering. It's a little bit taller of a tire, so it helps you get a little bit more front-end bite. I like that. You can compensate the 120-90-19 size with sag, so... Uh, if you're running 104, you might want to try to 105 to 106 in SAG if you're running a 120-90 versus a 120-80. So there are some advantages, at least out here on the West Coast, for the 90. I haven't tried it enough on the East Coast to give you guys an opinion. So I'm not going to give you guys an opinion on that because I just simply haven't had that much time back there. And I know the ruts and the soft dirt is much different, so the 80 could be better. Hell, sometimes going to a 110-90 19 rear on the east coast is better and i've done that on certain tracks out here where there's a lot of mini bikes or the mini bikes start practice and they form the lines and then um you got to go in these skinny ruts i will run a 110 90 justin brayton is really famous for run, running a 110 90 on his bike because he likes the feel um just for us west coasters i think the 90 for squish is beneficial so look for that size tire when you're at your uh, favorite tire shop of your Rocky Mountain, uh, most of these guys on here, these companies, run or have a 120-90-19 for you guys to choose from. Uh, last but not least, Hoosier MX-25S front, IMX-25 rear. Again, pure performance race tire. I did a test on these uh, tires a long time ago. They've evolved over a little bit. The sidewall was really soft. They increased the sidewall stiffness. That has improved. Uh, they will last about as long as a Pirelli tire, maybe a little bit less. Again, if you're looking for spec tire feel, the Hoosier is where it's at. Very, very light tire. Um, They're still on my bike right now, so I didn't get the weights of them. Um, If you want to know the weights, actually, you can go to my site. They're up on that. Um, But the lightest tire within this whole comparison is the Hoosier MX-25S front and the IMX-25 rear. This is one of the reasons why the carcass feels so damn good on on square edge, braking bumps. The bike feels a little bit bit lighter. Side-to-side movement is better. You're saving about two, two and a half pounds in just unsprung weight with these tires, but the knobs will rip off. Uh, I'm giving you a five-hour mark until that happens. So if you want a pure race tire, these Hoosiers are really, really good. They're just not a durable tire. Uh, Hopefully these guys stay around a while because... We need to push the envelope in performance-based tires. I really, really wish there was a market for a spec tire. I hope one day someone will offer the normal consumer, you and I, a spec tire feel. I don't give a shit. Mark it up. 
Mark up the tire, 250 bucks. I don't care. It will sell. I can guarantee you it will sell. Look at the factory edition market, how many of those things have been sold. There's money out there that people want to spend, and tires would be huge for that spec tire feel. So there is some of that right now with a Pirelli and a Hoosier, but it's officially not a spec tire. It just has some characters of that. And I've ridden spec tires. It, I can't even put into words how amazing it is. If I can paint you guys a picture, uh, you go on your favorite track, right? And you have this corner that you hate. There's always one corner that you hate when you go to a track because you can never figure it out. You always fuck it up or just never get the traction. The spec tire, especially the front, you can start your lean so early or let's say you mess up and like, oh shit, I'm too straight up and down in area two of the corner. You can just go lean down. The spec tire will not wash. It'll give you a huge tire contact patch. It has an amazing carcass feel. You feel like your suspension is has way more comfort. It is the holy grail, the Jesus Christ of feeling with rubbers. It's insane. I, I would pay for, if someone said, hey, Kiefer, what would you rather have, a fast engine or spec tires? Spec tires? Give me spec tires. So hopefully one day these companies will make a softer carcass, a softer rubber. I don't care. Should tell me it lasts three hours. I don't care. I will put that on my bike for race day. It'll last for me the race, and it'll, it'll make you a better rider. It's really, it's really an advantage uh, for these Supercross guys to have spec tires and these privateers not to have them. It's a really big advantage. So hopefully you guys are listening out there, any of the companies, um, mark it up. Shit, mark the hell out of these tires and then sell them. Watch them fly off the shelves. They will. So never know. Could happen hopefully one day, right? We can dream. Um, so you guys want to know what's my favorite tire. If I'm going racing, look, it, it's not hard to figure out. Dunlop is a sponsor of my show. There's a reason why I've been offered from other companies to be a sponsor of my show, and I've turned them down. I believe in Dunlop stuff. Uh, I believe in how they test, how much testing they do, uh, the variations of tires. No, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, all everything they make I like, but the MX-33 is consistent enough for me to put it on my bike and go racing Thank you to Dunlop for still making the MX-3S front tire because I think that's an important aspect to us that like to front-end steer. So my fave is MX-3S front, MX-33 rear. If you can find a 3S rear, yes, that would be the ultimate setup, and you get a blend of durability and comfort. Yes, the 3S will chunk at a certain point. The 33 will not. So that's why I go 3S front, 33 rear because the 3S rear is not that much better in the 33 to warrant chunking your rear tires. So uh, that is my favorite. If I was going to a second favorite, the Pirelli MX-32 Midsoft would be my second. But again, I know I'm on the upper echelon of people that would buy tires a lot. And if you don't have a lot of money, the best tire right now is that Tusk tire. Looking for a cheaper tire that'll get the job done? That Tusk tire is pretty damn good. So the T35, 65 bucks for the rear, 52 for the front. The weight is comparable. It's pretty low, so your unsprung weight is not out of control. Um, so those are my three that I think would really be in the mix for the guy that races, for the guy that wants to have fun, or the guy that wants to do both. 
I want to have fun and then race occasionally. These three tires would be it. Um, Tusk stocks these tires. Sometimes they run out, so you may want to check over there on their website because I know they've had back order uh, issues with the Tusk, and it's a very popular tire. So there you go. I've tested the Tusk tire. Get off of my back now, people. I know it's taken a long time, um, but you guys are right. From people that have tried this tire, it is pretty damn good. Would I go race with it myself? No, I would not. I need more lean angle traction. So that's why I choose a Dunlop um, when I go race. And uh, if I had a backup, I would go to the Pirelli MX32 Mid-Soft. But overall, really cool for me to put as much time on these tires as I did. Uh, You can email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions about these tires, um, I'm happy to tell you. like, Like I said, I'm happy to give you the honest truth about anything that I have tried. And if I haven't tried it, I will just simply tell you I don't know. I'm not in the business to lie to you or give you false hope. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I come from a blue-collar father and mother and uh, didn't have a lot of money. And uh, you're still looking at a guy that's blue-collar and middle class. So I get it. I'm just blessed enough to have the option to do a cool job and ride dirt bikes, and that's the only reasons why I get stuff for free. Uh, But again, I tell my kid all the time, this isn't real life. When you walk out in the shop and you see bikes and you see tires – This wouldn't be happening if I didn't have this job. Uh, I would be just like you listening to this podcast right now. I would have one bike. I probably would buy one bike every four years. Uh, Aiden would have a used bike. We'd go racing local, and this is what we would do, and we would go have fun with dirt bikes because basically that is what it's all about, having fun, being around your family, drinking beers by the fire, going camping. That's how I was raised And these are the reasons why I try to give you the best show and podcast and information out there. That's my goal. Um, Thank you for joining me. Uh, I will see you at the track. If you do see me, stop in. I will be at Redbud here in a couple weeks doing a 2023 KTM intro. Excited about doing some Redbud and uh, giving you some information about the new Orange Brigades. Uh, As always, we do have merch. It is available. You're a Soul Rider. We got new Soul Rider tees. You go up onto my shop site over on keyforinktesting.com and you can order a shirt 40 bones uh any merch questions hit up heather heather at keyforinktesting.com and if you're a young guy teenager um have any questions for aiden he also has an email aiden at keyforinktesting.com uh my family uh, loves dirt bikes we're surrounded by it 24 7 heather probably loves it more than any one of us in this family especially amateur racing ANH is available and alive and well most days Uh, It's crazy. Sometimes I got to shut her down on that. But uh, we live the life over here, two wheels. We love it. And uh, we love you guys out there. We thank you for uh, joining us and downloading this episode. If you guys have a friend and maybe he's not into podcast and you want him to uh, learn about the show, please tell him about it. It helps us. It grows our numbers. And then it helps us uh, give you more information and create more content for you. So tell a friend, buy some merch, go to Rocky Mountain. Everything is free on my website. Information is free. I, I take the time on these emails every day. It's all free. I just ask you to support the people that support us because it's good products. Um, and for me, telling you guys that, you guys know it's the truth because I'm no bullshit. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back next week with another episode, another surprise for you coming up. That suspension pod is going to be great. And if you guys haven't listened to uh, a techie pod yet, you go flashback on my archives. Listen to Jamie Ellis and Chad Braun of Twisted Development and XPR Performance if you want to know more about engines. 
Uh, Coffee with the Kiefers is coming back. We have a lot more content. I've been kind of lagging on that just because we've been busy in the house. But I uh, went to Denver over the weekend, and a lot of you guys missed that show. And I have a lot of stuff written down that we could talk about. So Coffee with the Kiefers will make its way back here shortly. Hopefully we get a sponsor of that show, and that could be a consistent thing. But uh, as of right now, we're just doing it because uh, we love to talk about our, our lives here and pretty much... <laughs> real things that happen within families with dirt bikes, right? Uh, you guys are laughing right now because you're probably flashing back and all the shit that goes on with your family. Well, that happens over here quite a bit too. If you have a 16-year-old, whew, holy hell. I don't drink, but man, I understand why people do. It's gnarly. See you on the next one, guys. Peace.